Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. Mason Bowman's four touchdowns lead Monterey past the Tennessee Heat. The White County Warriors get a huge region win, while the DeKalb County Tigers route border rival Cannon County. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Week six of the high school football season is in the books. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Tom Duggan, as we put uh, wraps on week six, talked to some local coaches about uh, games this week and the look ahead to some upcoming games in week seven. We'll start out uh, with the scoreboard this morning. Monterey with their fourth win of the season over the Tennessee Heat last night, 28-13. to Mason Bowman scores four touchdowns in that game. Gallatin over Cookville, 58-29 the final score. Cookville found themselves down 23 to nothing about eight minutes into that game. Down 37-7 to at the half. They could have a little rally in the second half but still end up losing 58-29. We'll talk to Coach Taylor Hennigan via telephone coming up later in the program. By the way, Monterey Coach Scott Hughes will join us here in just a moment. White County, a huge win over Green Hill last night in region play, 21-20. Malachi Dow, 25 carries, 228 yards, three touchdowns. Dow left the game in the third quarter with a groin injury. We'll talk to head coach Mark Frazier a little later in the program. DeKalb County blows out border rival Cannon County, 55-7. Colby Barnes, 28 carries, 242 yards, five touchdowns. Barnes now with three straight 200-yard games. He goes over 1,000 yards for the season. We'll talk to DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp here at Chick-fil-A coming up at the bottom of the hour. Stone Memorial stays undefeated at 6-0. They route York Institute on York's homecoming last night, 44-7. Upperman gets back in the win column with a 48-7 win over Watertown. Big night for Jonathan Rushing. 6 of 11, 96 yards passing and a touchdown. Rushing on the ground, 8 carries, 107 yards and 3 touchdowns. Westmoreland nips Clay County 20-19. Clay County goes for 2 late, does not convert. First loss of the season for the Bulldogs now 4-1. Siegel over Warren County 21-18. It was Polk County over Cumberland County 21-10. And going back to Thursday night, Jackson County gets 180 yards rushing and two touchdowns from Jordan Arroyo. They knock off Livingston Academy by the final score of 19-7. Let's get back to some Monterey football as Wildcat head football coach Scott Hughes joining us here this morning at Chick-fil-A. Coach, it's always good to get a win, but uh, your team maybe had a few issues last night. What happened? Uh, you know, it's a lot of focus. Um, you know, we, we had been really successful against uh, the Tennessee Heat last year and, uh, you know, kind of compared them to a private school, uh, several new bodies that, that were on their roster and on the field last night. And, uh, you know, we, we thought that because of last year it would be easy and we told our guys all week that, uh, you know, it's completely different. And, uh, and it was. And, and so, you know, our, our guys, you know, they fought and we got a win. Uh, always blessed to get a win. Uh, but, you know, on the flip side of it, we miss a field goal. Uh, we have 
two touchdowns called back. We're in the red zone two other times and, and didn't convert. So we had opportunities to have a really big night offensively, and, and the two scores we give up were, were just, uh, you know, a, a trick play and a fluke play. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's amazing how in the game of football how, how everything just kind of spirals that way. And, and when you have bad nights and everything's just kind of going against you, uh, it all, you know, on both sides of the football it goes that way. But, again, we fought hard and got a win. How difficult is it preparing for a team like the Tennessee Heat, which is a homeschool-based school? Is it more difficult than preparing for just traditional teams that you know that are public schools? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, it, the the weird thing about last night, I think, that kind of just kind of gets you out of rhythm is you know there's there's no continuity, there's no locker room where we played at, and it was kind of just get off the bus, kind of like a scrimmage, and and have to go that way. But you know, a, a lot of our issues started early in the week. We you know we had beat Rockwood, who's a great program, and uh, again you know our guys we're we're playing so many sophomores and have some inexperience. It, it's you know, it's the focus, and, and they always, you know, they always want to say last year, and they can't get over the day before. So right. it, it, it's a struggle in that regard. But, uh, you know, a testament to our guys for fighting and figuring out a way to win. You mentioned that last year, and you had a big win over the Heat last year. Sometimes they get that mentality, hey, we look back, and it was a blowout last year, so we come out. This year it ought to be the same. Do you see a lot of that? We do, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna stress. Unfortunately, uh, we do. Uh, you know, I told them last night. I said, you know, sometimes they, uh, if they would just listen to us, and I, I'm sure a lot of the coaches in our area would probably have the same sentiment. Uh, we got great coaches in this area that I have a great respect for, and and I'm sure a bunch of them have the same feeling. You know, if you just listen to us a little bit more, it, may, it makes everything easier. But uh, you know, our program's growing, and and we've got more numbers in our program than we ever have, and. Uh, you know, we've got some young guys that are going to be really good players that are having to grow up really fast. Uh, we had several possessions last night where we had six sophomores on the field. Uh, so we're, we're having to learn on the fly at times. Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes joining us on the high school playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Mentioned all those sophomores on the field has been somewhat of a trial by fire at times for them this year? Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, and, and we're, we're still having guys. You know, last night we started a young man that has been a, a, a rotational guy for us. And, uh, you know, due to some circumstances throughout the week, all of a sudden, you know, he's a starter. And he's he's a guy that's only played football for two years uh, and is a, a great athlete. And, he, and he's having to learn. So, yeah, it's a lot of trial by fire for these guys every day. And just having to teach the game and, and – uh, uh, you know, so much that goes on uh, that that we're throwing at them, and and sometimes I, I probably overload them, uh, but but they're showing up every day, and I think they want to be good, and they've got an opportunity to be good. Coach Mason Bowman has four touchdowns for you last night. Another outstanding performance by your running back. Uh, his season as a whole, as you've been just as impressed with his work ethic and what he's done on the field as as last year. I, I have, and, and you know, Mason's a phenomenal kid. Can't speak highly enough about him. He went over a thousand yards last night. Uh, I think he ended up last night with 266 yards, and and you know, he's a guy that uh, you know everybody's circling, and and you know we're playing some young guys up front on offense, and and you know everybody keys him, and yet he's still finding ways to to go over 200, and and you know we're over 150 every game, and uh, the unfortunate part for Mason's. T- uh, statistically is he's probably got 250, 300 yards called back this year. Wow. Uh, you know, we've had several long runs and touchdowns. Uh, he had two touchdowns called back last night. Uh, but that's part of it, and, and he's a guy that doesn't show that. He he he, he stays positive, and, and he's a guy that we, we rely on quite a bit. 
Last night you went into some wildcat formations at time and decided you would you're going to run the football. What was your thinking there? Well, uh, you know, a we were just trying to challenge our our guys up front, and uh, we're we're playing a lot of new guys up front and and trying to grow them. And sometimes it's hard to grow them in practice. Uh, you know, some days things that we do during practice always looks good and and you got to be in those competitive environments to grow and and so we made it a point last night to really challenge our guys up front and and I thought they handled it pretty well uh, they actually handled it better than what I expected you got a couple more tough region games that are down the road next week you're looking at Lakeway Christian Academy uh, another team that a lot of folks in this area may not be familiar with but they got some talent on their football team well, it's a private school out of Morristown, and, and we were scheduled to play um, another team, and, and they dropped football. And, and so we were scrambling to find somebody to play. We played Waverly last year, who was number four in 3A, uh, but it was a one-year deal. So this year we picked up Lakeway, who was looking for a game. Uh, private school, so they've, they, they've got athletes from all over, and they do a great job at what they do. Uh, new head coach and, and his offensive philosophy is – is very extensive, um, you know, through four games, they were in about 76 different formations and they're no huddle and they're throwing it all over the place. So it's going to be a huge challenge for us. I was going to say, how do you prepare for a team that's uh, showing 76 different formations in four games? Do you, do you find one element that you can kind of latch onto and try to prepare for that element? Yeah, I, you know, we're, we'll do some different things uh, preparation-wise. Uh, it'll be a lot of film, a lot of recognition. Uh, you know, sometimes for us, we struggle lining up against ourselves. So I, I don't, you know, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough mental week for us. Um, but you know, we've got good leaders in our senior class. Uh, you know, Michael Allred and, and Matthew Montgomery do a great job of, of getting us lined up and getting us where where we need to be. Uh, and those guys are so valuable to our program. Uh, but, you know, it, it'll be a huge mental week for us. The good thing is we're at home this week, uh, so excited about that as well. We don't want to get too far down the road, but I mentioned a couple of tough region games coming up. How important do you feel it is to get at least into second place and get that first-round home playoff game? Well, anytime you can play at home is always great. And, and you know, we're very blessed with the environment that we have at our, our home games. And, and I do think that it, it really helps us being able to play in front of our home crowd. Our community is great on Friday nights. And uh, that's something that our seniors really had circled was one, wanting to get a home playoff game uh, in their senior year. So uh, the challenge is going to be huge, though, uh, when you look at the last piece of our region. Um, but, you know, the, the, the blessed part is Oneida will have to come to us and then we'll have to travel to Wartburg. So uh, uh, the, the kryptonite piece, though, is Oneida's on fall break. And, uh, you know, being a two-week fall break, it, it's just it's hard to navigate. We've tried every schedule that we could come up with, and uh, I don't know. We, we've not figured it out yet, but in talking to a lot of other coaches, fall break is kind of their kryptonite as well. Uh, so hopefully uh, our guys will be mature and, and they'll handle the situation. Always tough when you got to work around fall break trying to keep everything going as scheduled. Good win for Monterey last night, 28-13 over the Tennessee Heat. Coach Scott Hughes has been our guest at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Coach, congrats on the win and uh, good luck to you moving forward. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Coach Scott Hughes joining us on the High School Playbook. When we come back, we'll talk some Cookville football with Coach Taylor Hennigan. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. The 
Cookville Cavaliers took on Gallatin last night in a non-region game. Cookville some struggles right out of the gates with some turnovers and got themselves behind 23 to nothing within the first eight minutes of the football game. Final score, Gallatin 58, Cookville 29. Cavaliers head coach Taylor Hannigan joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, you had some turnovers and penalties in your football game. How costly were those turnovers and penalties? Yeah, I mean, probably, uh, you know, one of the most frustrating things, certainly, about the game. We just we didn't give ourselves a chance to uh, really start the game the way we, I felt like we needed to, especially being on the road and um, playing a good team on homecoming. We, we had to start the game well, in my opinion, and certainly didn't do that and, and, you know, just didn't really give ourselves a chance to even get in the game early on. Three plays, your first three offensive plays, and uh, things just going wrong for you out of the gate. What happened on those first three plays that kind of put you behind the eight ball early on? Yeah, so, you know, simply just didn't snap the ball, <laughs> didn't snap the ball and turn the ball over a couple times, put us back on the on the inch line, couldn't get out of our end zone, and then when we did get it back, uh, bad snap again. So um, just a you know, simple thing that you take for granted, and, and we didn't do it. You know, we didn't execute that part of the game. When you come out and have those things happen right out of the gate, how does that affect your game plan, and how does it affect the mentality of the players and even the coaching staff? Yeah, I, I, I do think it, it affected us, and that's on me. You know, that's on me as a coach. I, I thought, it, honestly, it took us, really till halftime to to kind of settle down and, and our guys um you know didn't lose hope or didn't stop competing but just you could tell it affected us a little bit our offense all night um you know really was able to move the ball uh put up points it took us uh, a little bit longer than we wanted but uh we beat ourselves and i don't i don't take anything away from gallatin they've got a good team they're well coached and they played played really well but we just felt like we stopped ourselves offensively and uh you know that certainly starts with me and we've got to do a better job of just cleaning up some things that like i said you kind of take for granted we got to make sure that we execute those simple things gallatin built a 37 to 7 lead at the intermission you come back and make it 37 to 21 what were some adjustments you made at halftime and certainly as you said the team had settled down by that point how different was the the mindset going out in the second half? Well, at halftime it was uh, you know a message of you know what I just said, just do the things that that we do every day. Let's let's take care of the ball and let's make sure that we we get lined up and we execute our our offense and defense. And you know the second part of it was you got to have some pride in in what you're doing. And um, you know, I really was pleased with uh, with the way that we responded in the second half. We didn't look like a team that was down, you know, 30 points or whatever it was. Halftime, our guys came out uh, and competed and made it a competitive um, second half. And, and, you know, it's easier said than done. When you're down that much on the road, you can come out and it's easy to, to kind of say, we got to move on to the next one. But our guys... Um, you know, very, very pleased with the way they came out and our, our, our leadership and our energy in the second half. Uh, that was the certainly the most positive thing from last night. Cookville head football coach Taylor Hannigan, our guest on the high school playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Another solid night for your quarterback, Mace Thompson. 
Coach, how has Mace really developed his game over the course of the season, from the beginning of the season? I know we've talked a little bit about this, but are you seeing more leadership from Mace under center? Yeah, certainly. Uh gets more comfortable every week. Uh, it, it's developed a, a chemistry and a trust with uh, certainly Brock, uh, but, but all of our receivers. And just we had some new guys step up last night, but he is – been the constant and the guy that shows up and has really commanded practice and, and meetings in the huddle uh, on Friday nights and, and again just learn learning how to compete and learning how to get comfortable running this offense every week. Coach, I know the uh, schedule. You weren't the one in charge of making this year's schedule. Alcoa comes to Cookville this upcoming Friday night, and I think we all know about the tornadoes and they're coming off their first loss of the season. What do you expect in your next game against the tornadoes? Well, obviously, uh, one of the premier programs in the state, um, you know, the, the message for our team is you get an opportunity to, to compete against a program that's, the, you know, the standard in, in the state and, and a player that um, is going to challenge you as a player to be at your best. And, you know, we've got to embrace that. Uh, we've been on the road five games of five of our six away from home so we get an opportunity to play in front of our uh, in front of our fans and um, there's a lot of things that that we're excited about obviously an enormous challenge um, for us and and knowing that but uh, we're going to attack it head on and and just know that we've got a program that we can kind of measure where we're at and see how we compete against one of the top programs in the state. Cookville at two and four on the season. Again, losing last night out of region to Gallatin, fifty-eight to twenty-nine. The final score. They'll play the Alcoa Tornadoes coming up on Friday. Head coach Taylor Hannigan's been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time and uh, good luck in the uh, in the games upcoming. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. The White County Warriors get a big win in Region 5-5A play last night as they knock off Green Hill 21-20. Green Hill, the number eight ranked team in the state. In the 5A classification, White County came in at number nine. Huge win, 228 yards, three touchdowns for Malachi Dow in the victory. White County head football coach Mark Frazier joins us on the high school playbook. Coach, how big a win was that for your program? Well, you know, it's huge for us. I mean, the biggest thing you just said you know it's a region win it gets us back in the race you know her goal is to, to get into the playoffs and hopefully make some noise when we get there so your seating's very important so that was very big against the team that was the you know the favorite going into the season to finish first so came right down to it but it's a huge win for that and then I think for the school as well it's just a you know big win at home in front of the home crowd I thought it was you know uh, a monumental win as far as the team goes you know I don't know how many wins of that caliber that we've had in a while there so you know it's exciting to see the kids and the community you know get to take part of that white county's been a force in region play thus far the win last night you beat station camp and uh, almost had mount juliet of course last week five and one on the season did you see this potentially happening when the season started did you think you had the kind of football team that could really make a run and make some noise in this tough region well you know we do uh, you, you never know till till the season gets going if your expectations are correct but we knew we had a good team um senior senior laden team that that believes in themselves and got a lot of parts there so yeah we, we thought we could be competitive and win but you know it's just a matter of we could pull off the close ones and it seems like that that's all we want to do is play close ones so <laughs> but it's uh 
you know, we, we, we knew we had to get the team to start the year and had a few things had to get worked out, specifically offensive line and secondary. Secondary is getting better and offensive line has gotten a ton better. So, um, But, you know, it is exciting to see it come to fruition. All eyes have been on Malachi Dow lately, 25 carries, 228 yards, three touchdowns last night before leaving the game with a groin injury in the third quarter. Coach, do you have an injury update that you can share with us on Malachi? Well, like you said, it's a groin. Uh, we don't know for sure. I don't think it's a season-ending injury, but it's it's probably going to be a couple weeks for he to get all the way back. You never know how that injury reacts, so uh, we'll just have to check with him. I see him on Monday. Of course, he'll be getting treatment today and Sunday as well. So uh, we'll we'll get with him and see how he feels. But the, you know, the main thing is we gotta gotta get him back for the long haul. So we'll we'll check on him. But I would be shocked if he plays this coming week. But you know, maybe two weeks we'll see him back. White County head football coach Mark Frazier joining us on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. You've had a lot of these close ball games. You mentioned that. And a team really builds character when you're able to win these games. Do you see the confidence building week after week as your team competes in and, and are pulling out wins in some of these tight games? You know, it's been, you know, it seems like every week we'll fall behind and then we come back and we go under halftime tied and the same thing happened, you know, last night. And then, you know, you lose your, your star player, but the team came together. And, you know, we, we finally put together a good defensive effort. It was a, it was a great you know, job by the defense to keep us in the game. Um, you know, Nate Mullins at linebacker played a spectacular game, and, and you know, I'd be remiss. He's, he's my son. I hate to say it, but, it, you know, people think you're doing daddy ball, but I would if it was anybody else too. But Bray played great at defensive end. He had a big stop on a fake punt, and if he doesn't make that tackle, they score. And another screenplay, he made a tackle that was a touchdown if he doesn't make the tackle. So, Two guys on defense I thought played really well. And then we had a young kid get an interception. Darvon, we put a sophomore in and started letting him play. Very athletic kid. Has no idea where he's going right now, but ended up, you know, making a great play on the interception. So defensively, you know, played good. And, uh, you know, the confidence has grown on that side of the ball. I thought it was a good team win. Um, you know, we rely on Malachi so much. It was it was nice to see that. And trip on the last play, of, it's a fourth and fourth and two and we decided to go for it and try to you know put the game put the game away and he you know he assured me that he was going to do it <laughs> he tells me that in the huddle hey, he's like you ended up making it. i told him i'm gonna run until he pukes if he doesn't he doesn't get this fourth down and two. uh but he did he was he was a huge huge run what what a great play to, to put the game away and then we were able to nail it out so it was a you know good team win very proud of him but you're right to answer your question the confidence is growing we just got to keep the ball rolling Speaking of confidence, do you see more of that building in Trip Pinion? Because folks are starting to talk about him and how good a football he's been playing. Are you just seeing some major growth in his game this season? Trip's a confident player. He's a really savvy player. He's one of the smartest football kids that, that you're going to be around. Like I told everybody, he's he's a throwback to like whenever we were growing up. You know, you watch football all the time, and that's what he does. Um, so he knows the game, and um, – but I do think it's something that he's, you know, figuring out that he can do that at this level too. And he's running the ball well. He made a huge uh, pitch and catch on the third and seven on that last drive to keep the chains moving and keep the ball. So we get the ball back with five minutes and, and don't have to give it back. I mean, that was that was huge. So, uh, yeah, basically on his shoulders without Malachi, and he, he answered the bell. In region play, it's out of the frying pan, into the fire, so to speak, and it's Wilson Central coming up this week on the road. What do you know about Wilson Central, and what do you expect Friday night? 
I know they got athletes, um, and I know they've had a couple of rough goes with some turnovers and things to get some of the losses that they've had. Um, and, and, you know, so it, for us, we're, we're not good enough to go in and roll the ball out against anybody. You know, we tell our team that we're good enough to beat anybody, but we're good enough to lose to anybody, if that makes sense. We're, we're just not the team that can come in and be flat. So we're going to have to play hard, uh, especially without Malachi, and have to go in there and really, you know, as a team, focus and, and be, you know, continue to improve on defense like we did this week, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can get another win. White County rolling at five and one on the season after a twenty-one twenty win over Green Hill on Friday night. Our guest has been Mark Frazier, head football coach of the White County Warriors. Coach, congrats on the big win and uh, good luck in the game coming up on Friday. Uh, thank you. We'll talk some DeKalb County Tiger football with head coach Steve Trapp and members of the Tiger football team when we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the high school playbook. Covering every school across the Upper Cumberland for you. The DeKalb County Tigers improved to 5-1 overall on the season with a 55-7 victory over Cannon County on Friday night. Colby Barnes, 242 yards, five touchdowns. as three straight 200-yard games for Barnes, who goes over 1,000 yards for the season. DeKalb County head football coach Steve Trapp joining us on the high school playbook. Uh, coach, always good to get a win over a border rival last night. Uh, what impressed you about your team's performance? Well, this is the second week in a row that we really got off to a fast start with our offense, uh, which they had a they fumbled their very first play of the game on offense. We were able to recover it, uh, and then we scored two plays later. So, uh, really got off to a fast start. It's one of those games we never punted, uh, you know. So we've had some battles to start off the beginning of the season, but uh, you know, offensively had a great night. Defensively had a great night. They didn't get a first down until the fourth quarter, and. Uh, just an all-around good night for our guys. I was going to mention your defense had a shutout until late in that football game. What were some things they did well against that Cannon County offense? Uh, we just got lined up right, and we've been telling them all year long, if we get lined up right, we're a pretty good defense, very stout. Um, we just feel everything that we've given up is because we've mid-misaligned or shooting ourselves in the foot. But they've been giving us the ball back on offense a lot this year, a lot of three and outs the other night. And, uh some fourth down stops, and like I said, didn't get a, four, a first down till late in that ball game, so they were really flying around, very physical, did a good job for us. Coach, you had to make some adjustments a few weeks ago as your quarterback, Bridge Trapp, went out for the season. Jordan Parker's come on, and uh, seems he's played pretty well for your team in, in uh, Bridge's absence. How would you summarize his, uh, his performance thus far? Well, you know, Jordan's the point guard for the basketball team, you know, so, you know, we sat him down and just told him, hey, now you're the point guard for the football team. Said, your job is to make sure you understand why we're calling what we're calling and make sure the ball goes to who it's supposed to go to, just like you do on the basketball court. You know, he's a gritty guy. He's not big in stature, but he's a gritty guy. He's a great kid. He's a hard worker. And I just told him, don't let your team down by not preparing. So, you know, we sit down one-on-one. We go through it in practice. And you know, he's doing what I've asked him to do, and, uh, you know, he's leading the offense just by simply uh, getting the ball to the right people. 5-1 and one to start the season. What do you think has been the biggest catalyst of your team's start this year? Well, I mean, it, it, we've got some good guys. I mean, this is a group of guys that's played football together for a long time. They've stuck together. You know, you know, middle school, junior pro, they've won a lot of football games in their career in DeKalb County, and they've been successful at every level. You know, we've got 12 seniors. The majority of those are – uh, you know, out there on the field producing for us. Like I said, they played together for a long, long time, and uh, it's been a good group. We kind of had a feeling that uh, they could do something pretty special and, and have success in their senior year. 
Some of those guys are with us this morning. We're going to start out with uh, Colby Barnes, who joins us after a huge night running the football last night for DeKalb County, 242 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, quite a night for you, Colby, last night. Uh, what were you seeing out there on the field? Uh, you know, I just got to give it all to my line. Every time I would get the ball there, they'd always have a hole opened up for me so I could run as far as I wanted to. Has that been the case most of the season, especially these last three weeks when you've gone over 200, uh, 200 yards each of the last three games? Yeah, they've, they've done pretty good the last few weeks opening up holes and stuff for me. Colby, what were some things coming into your senior season, maybe some individual goals and some team goals that you had for this year? Uh, team goals, I just we just wanted to win as much as we could, you know, go as far as we could in the playoffs. But as far as individual goals, I wanted to reach 1,000 yards, and my O-line and everybody else blocking for me allowed me to reach that last night. Uh, you got 1,000 yards already, several games still to go. Is, is 2,000 maybe in sight? That'd be nice, yeah. <laughs> so maybe not going to set that goal, but you'd like to get there. Is that right? Yeah. What do you feel like this team can accomplish before this season's done? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we can do as much as we allow ourselves to do. What have you seen in terms of personal growth going back to your freshman year up to now? What's some of the biggest changes you've seen? I've definitely gotten a lot bigger and stuff working, working out. And I've put on a lot more muscle and gotten a whole lot faster, and I know a lot more now than I do then. He's got 1,010 yards, 11 touchdowns on the season, scored five of those last night. Colby Barnes joining us in the high school playbook. We'll go to Ian Jones coming up next. And, uh, Ian, talk about the win over Cannon County. It's a border rivalry game always, and uh, you guys have had a leg up over Cannon County the last few years. It's always good to beat your border rival. Uh, it was pretty nice, honestly, going out in the game. We just had to make sure we weren't too confident. We just had to go out and just play our game and just make sure we do everything right and show what we've been working on all week. How are some ways that you don't let yourself become overconfident in a game like last night? Uh, just make sure you tell yourself that it's just another game. Uh, it can't You can't just play down to another team. It's got to be like you're playing the best team in the nation every week. 5-1 and one to open the season. What have been your goals and expectations for your team this year? Uh Definitely just to play together as a team, do everything that I know we can do. we got a good team this year. It's just we can't let ourselves get ourselves down. What's the best part of a Friday night football game for you? What really gets you going and amped up? Uh, definitely just being there with all my teammates, my brothers, the, the family we have, and all of us just getting together and just making sure we're all ready for the game. Ian, what's something about this team away from the football field? Is there a good brotherhood or camaraderie that this team shares? Uh, there's definitely a good brotherhood. Uh, there's sometimes we'll go out and eat on Thursday nights. Uh, our co- sometimes our offensive lineman coach even comes out there with us. Uh, we definitely we go out, hang out together. It's just a good time. What are some things you enjoy personally doing away from football? Um, hanging out with my family, spending time with them, watching football with them. Uh, <laughs> When, you, when your football career is done in DeKalb County, what do you want folks to remember about you? Uh, definitely uh, how hard of a worker I was and uh, how much of an impact that I had on the team and then the team had on the, the community. Ian Jones joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. We'll go to Tyler Estes coming up next. And, uh, Tyler, what were your goals and expectations coming into this season? Our goals was to – I just – we just want to win a lot of football games, just make a far run, and just uh, when we win football games, we affect people, and that's our main goal. You've won five football games already. you got four more to go. What's the goal by the end of the season? We just 
if we do our job, we want to win all of them. And that's it. Kind of getting back to that Friday night atmosphere. Tell me, is it to you more motivating to be at home with the home crowd behind you cheering for you? Or do you like going on the road when you're in a hostile environment and you know the fans of the other team are cheering against you and, and they don't want to see you win that football game on that night? Um, it's both um, both kind of even because that villain comes out inside of me when uh, we're in the away games and it just gets me more pumped. And home games, when you have them cheering, it, it just gives us more energy and gets us pumped. What's your favorite part of a Friday night football game? Just being in the locker room with the guys, and we're all just hanging out, listening to music, and getting pumped ready for the game. How close are you all as teammates? Are you good friends? Do you get along really well with one another? Yes, going back to what Ian said, we all go out to eat. We hang out a lot. We just just have fun. I want to know something. When you guys go out to eat, do you all put the restaurant in like a hardship? Do you all eat a lot of the food there? (laughs) There's usually there's usually quite a bit of us there, so we usually do. I, I guess eat eat that food and then go work out and uh, burn it all <laughs> off, guys. Colby Barnes, Ian Jones, Tyler Estes, thank you guys for joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. Coach, we'll come back to you. And uh, this does seem like a team that that's a very tight knit group this year. And uh, I I know you've been around football a long time. That that leads to success on the field. Yeah, it definitely does. And like I said, these guys have been around each other for a long time. <laughs> A long time had a lot of success in the cab county and um we like winning football games but that family bond that they've talked about that's something that's really special and uh, i just like seeing and hearing that these guys are, are that close not only on the field but off the field also coach i want to bring up tiger pride because this is something that when you first came to DeKalb county high school you brought and instilled in this program and it has grown to something really really large not just in the football program but within the community for folks that may not be as familiar with tiger pride explain that a little bit if you would well i mean we've got you know we do a powerpoint show and an orientation that kindly defines all that and it's three or four slides long and it takes me about two hours to go through everything but (laughs) You know, really, if we defined it in one word, it would be about people, and that's where everything starts. You know, um, you know, a lot of people think sports, this and that and the other. It's always about winning and losing, and, and definitely we want to win every football game, but we start everything with people. And if it's, uh, you know, the way you treat people, the way you work for people, we want to have a servant attitude, we want to lead in that regard, then more times than not we feel that the scoreboard will give us what we want. So, you know, Tiger Pride is just having a superior concern for the other people that's around you. Uh, you know, the golden rule, it's posted on our wall as soon as you walk in in our field house. And, you know, I ask them, you know, if you were the head coach, how would you want your players to play? Mm-hmm. You know, and none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. We get upset with each other. I yell at them, and they probably hide yelling back at me, <laughs> and that's the right choice they should do. But there's a lot of love in our program. There's a lot of love in our building. And, uh, you know, there is a such thing as tough love, and there's a, a such thing as discipline. Uh, you know, so we love these guys. Our community love these guys. And the last thing I tell them before we go back in the locker room for kickoff is just make sure you use this platform to impact every eye and every heart that's here tonight. The DeKalb County Tigers again 5-1 and one on the season thus far, 55-7 winners over Cannon County. Coach Steve Trapp, Colby Barnes, Ian Jones, Tyler Estes, thank you all for coming out, and uh, Coach, good luck moving forward. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Stay tuned. Coming up, we'll talk some Stone Memorial football with Coach Derek Samber. It's next as the high school playbook continues, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook continues. Meet the athletes in your backyard. UCSportsNation.com.
Big win for the Stone Memorial Panthers on Friday night as they take down York Institute by the final score of 44-7 as Stone improves to 6-0 on the season. Head coach Derek Samber joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, how much confidence is your team playing with right now? You know, quite a bit, Tom. I was glad to see us come out and jump up early. I think we had 21 first quarter points. Uh, a lot of people spoke of a trap game after the Upperman win, and, and I don't think that was ever a consideration in our kids' mind. I think they were ready to come out and put on a show for an encore. York Institute, a team known for being physical, and that's something that I saw in your team when I got a chance to, to see you a couple of weeks ago. You, did you feel like you were able to at least match or maybe even over-physical York Institute in that game? Well, our defense played really, really well, Tom. We scored a lot of different ways last night. We had a pick six. We had a pump block for a touchdown. Uh, and then the physicality you speak of, it, I've not ran the entire numbers yet, but I think probably our best night rushing of the season to this point. Uh, and then York's got some really explosive kids, a really good run game, a quarterback that can run it, two or three different guys that get the ball uh, uh, in their hands in the run game. And uh, defense had a good night. Coach, what were some of the plays that kind of got you off to a hot start in the game last night? You know, first drive was scripted, Tom, and, and we really executed that. Went right down and scored, so that was nice to see. Uh, third down call, uh, found Caleb Flowers in the end zone. He's kind of our big play guy. Um, I think made it 14 nothing, And then uh, to make it 21-7, York was driving, and uh, Caleb Flowers had a big pick six for us. York was driving. I think it ended up being a, a 95-yard pick six. He, he took it the other way. Caleb, sounds like he had a big night for your team. Who were some other standout players? Uh, you know, Blayton Flowers, Caleb's brother, uh, younger brother, had a big interception for us. Uh, Barry Eldridge, uh, York had a receiver, number six, is a really good athlete, really good football player. Uh, we we tasked Bear this week with shutting him down. Uh, I think he got targeted one time and Bear intercepted that one, so that was big. I think Cole Dayton ended up with the pump block touchdown. Uh, Jordan Collins did his job at defensive end for us. Uh, big night all the way around. Got to give a shout-out to the special teams and defense for getting points on the board for us as well. We're speaking with Stone Memorial head football coach Derek Samber on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Defensively to hold York to seven points, quite an accomplishment, and they've got such a talented quarterback in Miles Lepew, and I'm sure that may have given you some, uh, well, lack of sleep, needless to say, preparing for a good athlete like him. What were you able to do to kind of bottle him up last night? Well, we had a really good game plan. Our kids definitely wanted to come out and be the aggressors, which was great. Uh, Miles is a good athlete, good kid. Uh, but, again, I think we were the aggressors. I think we sent some pressure at his face. Uh, and that's kind of how we solved our problems last night was with pressure. Your own quarterback, Hunter Hevelon, a young man that uh, is just able to beat you in so many ways with his feet, with his arm. What makes him the special player he is? Well, you know, I was telling somebody, Tom, I don't know that he's doing – a whole lot athletically that he didn't do last year. But he's come so far from the neck up, uh, and that heart in his chest, I think, beats as a leader this year. I think uh, he's a young man that other young men are following this year and making the right decisions with the football, executing the offense in a way that makes play calling pretty easy for me. Coach 6-0 and on the season. Let's go back before the season started. Did you think this football team would be capable to getting off a hot start such as they have this year? Well, we, we've got a tough schedule, Tom, and, and we knew there were a bunch of big challenges. But uh, the offseason, Tom, was spent building these kids as young men. Uh, certainly love researching, studying schemes. But we said we're going to have a disciplined football team 
we're going to have a team that knows how to respond to adversity because we knew we'd see it this year with the schedule. And uh, we've had a lot of big challenges, and we just take them all one at a time, Tom. So the hot start has been uh, the culmination of, of individual weeks of preparation. We knew that uh, Lenore City, we hadn't uh, Stone had never beat Lenore City from before. That was our week one game. Uh, we knew Upperman was a big hill to climb. We knew Monterey was well coached, had a really good uh, football team, and then we came in uh, to a really tough environment last night at York. Is their homecoming game? Felt like all of Jamestown was there. They had music blast, and we came out and executed our game plan. Uh, so you know, hot starts is all well and good, but you've got to take them one at a time, Tom. And I'm really proud of the way our kids have done that. Instilling that discipline, that confidence—is that something that you've wanted to do from the get-go, from the time that you arrived there? You know it is, and, you know, I'm not going to make excuses, Tom, but that was not where it needed to be last year. We were a young football team. I think we started 11 or 12 sophomores. But, you know, I had a parent come up to me last night and say, you know, I had my doubts, I had my questions last year, but uh, it's clear you turned this bunch around. And that was our goal this year. You know, um, personal fouls have not been an issue. Unsportsmanlike stuff has not been an issue. Our composure has not been an issue. Uh, Down against Upperman last week, uh, with 3.30 left in the game, and our kids never blinked. Went right down the field and, and uh, took the lead in that ball game and held on to it. Uh, but those are things that we wanted to make controllables for us, Tom. We knew we had a pretty athletic bunch of kids. We knew our schemes were sound on both sides. But that discipline composure uh, we thought would be our edge, and it has been in a couple ball games to this point. You're back in region next week, and it's the intercounty rivalry Stone Memorial in Cumberland County. What do you expect from that game? Well, you know, uh, all across field to be there is, is the first thing, Tom. It's a big game for the community. Uh, from a football standpoint, it's a region game, and that determines the playoff seating, which is huge. And then you said it, you know, it, it's pretty easy to get the kids up for this one because, uh, you know, all these other games, you know, you have homecoming and senior night and uh, rivalry games and road games and whatever else, but there's one game that determines the champion for the county each year in Cumberland County, uh, and that's the CCHS game for us. No doubt. Like you say, all of Cumberland County will be in the stands next week. Stone Memorial off to a 6-0 and start after a 44-7 win over York Institute. Head coach Derek Sambers been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, congrats on the big win. Good luck against the Jets next Friday night. Tom, appreciate that and all you do. As always, go Panthers. York Institute coach Derwin Wright will join the program as the High School Playbook continues live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, Presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Buffaloes and Blue Devils and Bulldogs. We've got your team covered. The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. The York Institute Dragons were on the short end of that 44-7 game against Stone Memorial on Friday night. Head coach Derwin Wright joins us on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach Wright, what went wrong for your team against the Panthers? Well, the, the, the easier would, would tell you what went right. We got beat in every phase of the game. I mean, uh, they played well. They out and they out hit us, out hustled us. They beat us in the kicking game. Defensively, they did an outstanding job. So, you know, they uh, they obviously deserved to win, and they played really hard. And, they, you know, their, uh, their coaching staff did a good job, and their players did a good job. Coach, I mentioned homecoming, and I know that's one of uh, a big distraction, really, for a coach trying to prepare for a game. And it's not just a one night of festivities. It's things that go on all week. Did that maybe factor into your team not maybe being fully ready to go out and uh, and play a good opponent last night? 
Well, there's a lot of distractions, like you say, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make excuses. Uh, you know, we uh, we didn't do our jobs. The offensive line last night looked like uh, we were just opening the gates, and, you know, we didn't give our, we didn't give our running backs a chance. We didn't give our quarterbacks a chance. And, uh, it just, it was just, uh, just, it was an ugly outing. Your team's played with a high level of physicality, I felt, all season long. Was that lacking somewhat? Absolutely, absolutely. We uh, we we were uh, they were the they were the physical team, and we were not we were not aggressive. And uh, you know, I was disappointed in that. But you know, we we're we've got some growing up to do, and, and I knew that all along. But uh, you know, they were uh, as I call it, shocking the shed. And they were they were attacking our offensive line, and uh, we weren't staying on blocks. We were. You know, they were hitting us and, and, and going wherever they wanted. So, we just it, it was just not a good job. Up until that game last night, your team had been playing some outstanding football and reeled off four consecutive wins. What have been some of the things that you've seen from your football team you've really been pleased with? Well, I'm, I'm, I've been pleased with the growth, you know, that, that, that we've, we've seen. But I think we took a few steps backwards last night. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty athletic. Uh and we weren't getting to the next level, but some of, some of the things that you know, I, we we've got some guys that are a little banged up, but uh, you know the the thing that I've been pleased with is is really our passing game and what we've been able to do with it. But uh, you know, obviously uh, that last night was lacking, and it was just the fact that we didn't have time. Derwin Wright is the head coach of the York Institute Dragons. He's our guest on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. You talked about your passing game, and Miles Lefkoe has had a fantastic season for you. What do you see in him, his leadership qualities, or, or what is it that make him a special player? Well, he's 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 growing as a quarterback, no doubt. He's he's you know he's not just a a, a passer; he's an excellent runner, and uh, you know. But he 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 had I was I mean he he just had his worst game of the year, but. It's like I told her guys after the game, you know, uh, we can do two things. We can use this game and study it and look at the things that we didn't do that we have to do to, to beat a high-caliber team, and we can grow from it. This would be a, a tremendous, tremendous step in the right direction for us. Or, you know, we can we can, we can can drop our heads, and I, I, I know these kids, they're going to bounce back, but uh, – you know, again, back to Miles. He's he's just one of those guys. He he he's so far this year. He's really done a great job making the reads and stuff. But he just he just just had an off night last night. You mentioned your kids bouncing back. Do you feel this might been might have been a bit of a wake up call for your team, and they're going to come back with a, a kind of a refreshed attitude on Monday? Absolutely, uh, I, I'm 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 hoping that's the case because you know we were. Uh, you know, we were we were feeling pretty pretty high, and we were we were doing a lot of things right. But uh, you know, again, I kept pointing out on film to our D line and, and our O line that we weren't low enough, we weren't staying on blocks, and that we had to do a better job. And, and last night they exploited all that. So you know, our guys, you know, if 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 they do what I think they'll do, they'll uh, they'll take it as a challenge. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll bring us to another level if we let it.
Coach Wright, as you well know, every game in region is tough. Every game in your region is important. You go to Wartburg next Friday night. What do you expect there, and uh, what do you expect from your team? Oh, I expect Wartburg is going to get after us. You know, they're going to they're going to give us everything they got. Uh, you know, and uh, I expect for our team to take what we didn't do Friday night, and uh, let's get back on on board executing and blocking and and tackling and doing a good job up front. But uh, you know, I know. Uh, Warburg's going to look at this film. They're going to say, "Hey, you know, look, 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 things we can do, and uh, and and exactly what their coaching staff should do." So we're going to have to get ourselves prepared. Coach, you got a good football team. I know it was a tough night last night. York Institute falls to Stone Memorial, forty-four to seven, and again they'll look to get back on track next Friday night as they take on Warburg. Derwin Wright has been our guest this morning, head coach of the York Institute Dragons. Coach, good luck moving forward for throughout the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate it. That puts the wrap on week six of the high school football season. To go back and recap some scores from Friday night, Monterey over the Tennessee Heat 28-13 as Monterey improves to 4-2 on the season. Gallatin downs Cookville 58-29. The Green Wave go to 3-3 three three while Cookville now 2-4 and four overall on the season. White County edges Green Hill 21-20 with the victory. White County now 5-1 and one on the season. Main concern after that game was the injury to Malachi Dowell. Suffered a groin injury in the third quarter of that game. DeKalb County gets past Cannon County 55-7 as DeKalb County improves to 5-1 and one on the season. The next victory for the DeKalb County Tigers will give Coach Steve Trapp his 100th career coaching victory. Stone Memorial over York Institute, 44-7. The Panthers now 6-0 on the season. Upperman over Watertown, 48-7 as Upperman snaps a two-game losing streak. Westmoreland uh, nips Clay County, 20-19, first loss of the season for the Clay County Bulldogs. It was Siegel over Warren County, 21-18. Polk County downs Cumberland County, 21-10. And Jackson County over Livingston Academy, 19-7. Games coming up in week seven. The Cookville Cavaliers on Thursday night will welcome in the number one team in the state in the three classification in Alcoa. Kickoff seven o'clock on Thursday night. Then on Friday, it will be Upperman at Macon County in a big region 4-4A showdown. Lakeway Christian Academy will travel to Monterey. It'll be Jackson County playing at Maplewood. The DeKalb County Tigers will host Livingston in a Region 4-4A showdown. White County on the road in Region 5-5A. They will take on Wilson County next Friday night. York Institute visits Wartburg in Region 2-2A play. Clay County steps back into Region play in Region 4-1A at Red Boiling Springs. Coffee County will head down to McMinnville to take on Warren County. And Stone Memorial tees off against Cumberland County in the Battle of Cumberland County next Friday night. Big thanks for Monterey coach Scott Hughes for stopping by this morning, along with DeKalb County head football coach Steve Trapp, Colby Barnes, Ian Jones, and Tyler Estes of the football team for the DeKalb County Tigers, Cookville coach Taylor Hannigan, White County coach Mark Frazier, also York Institute coach Derwin Wright, and Stone Memorial coach Derek Samber. Big thanks to our studio producers today, Jake Wallman, Will Hearn. Our on-site producer is Elizabeth Fortune. Big thanks to Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. And our sponsor, Mountain Barn Builders, for this week's edition of the High School Playbook. I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook. 
built by Mountain Barn Builders, constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed, added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com or see your building up close. Highway 127.